The story that Rich told earlier in the service <clears throat> actually ends like this, which is, to me, the best part of the story. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. And then we know that she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and arriving there, she sings the beautiful Magnificat, which you just heard so beautifully sung. And these are the words of scripture that Mary sung. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown great strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. May Mary's beautiful words continue to resound in our hearts. There was a moment when we actually thought Christmas might not happen this year, at least not in the traditional way, that it always happens here at First Congo. You see, it all began just a few brief weeks ago when on the Saturday before the Sunday of Advent, our diaconate members came to decorate and our beautiful crash set was carefully unwrapped and the Holy Family and their animals and the kings were meticulously placed on burlap and hay. The crowning moment of the unwrapping, of course, is always when the baby Jesus is placed in his adoring mother's lap. No matter how many times you've been a part of this tradition, there is always a bit of awe and wonder as the nativity scene is displayed for another generation of children to come and learn the story of baby Jesus. You see children immediately flock to the scene and you can hear them asking their parents about the story. And Pastor Rich gathers the preschool children around the holy scene and tells the story, as he does every year, but as if he is telling it for the very first time. And on Christmas Eve, that beautiful crush set is brought over, the handcrafted holy family is gingerly and carefully carried from the parlor to the sanctuary, where the story is told once more to a joyous congregation. But this year, we were actually afraid we might not have Christmas. Because on that first Sunday of Advent, the first day the Holy Family was placed on display, well, baby Jesus' head, well, it became detached from its body. <laughs> and by Monday morning, when staff arrived, baby Jesus' head was missing. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Well, your church staff, calmly at first, searched high and low. We looked everywhere in the manger. No head to be found. 
Felipe and Brian looked under every couch and chair and nook and cranny, thinking that it had just simply rolled away and would be quickly located. Rich and Brian claimed they picked up every figure in the crash, looking under them for the missing body part. But now, not so calmly, we all wrung our hands and paced back and forth, wondering how could we possibly have Christmas without Jesus? Well, desperate, Rich called the artist to see if there was any chance that she could make us a new baby Jesus. Well, she was in the middle of moving, and she promised she'd try, but there was no guarantee. But desperate, one among us decided to double-check the scene of the crime. And wouldn't you know, right there unders, under Mary's dress was Jesus. Someone understood the story, literally, that Jesus belonged in Mary's tummy until the day of his birth. Crisis averted. Jesus' head has been reattached by your senior minister, and Christmas will come as it always does. It's true. You don't make this stuff up. <clears throat> but once we were able to breathe a bit easier, you have no idea how tickled we were that someone, we assume a younger member of our congregation, took it upon themselves to place baby Jesus safely in the care of his expectant mother's womb. For as we heard Rich tell the story from the Gospel of Luke, the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary, proclaiming that she was God's beloved and chosen one, and that she would bear the Son of God. That one single word, however, you know the one, has created debate for centuries. Was Mary really a virgin? Well, that, of course, depends on which authority you read on the subject. For example, one theologian who insists on the literal translation of the virgin birth proclaims this, that Mary is a virgin prevents the birth of Jesus from being reduced to what we know or can reproduce from our own experience. Life that is unmistakably a human life is before us here, a real baby from an actual mother's womb. But there is also miracle here and mystery that cannot be brushed aside in our attempt to bring the operations of God, let alone our own lives under our control. The miracle of the virgin birth is a summons to reverence and worship. He goes on to argue that without the virgin birth, we lose sight of the miracle, the true mystery, and allows us a more comfortable encounter with God, but a more distant one at that. And yet the same theologian fully believes that birth, any birth, is our primary access to the creative work of God that our very own lives have the potential to birth God's kingdom every day, or at least they should. In other words, just like Mary, we too should be bearers of God's truth, bearers of God's kingdom. On the other side of the debate is a beautiful interpretation, though, from artist and poet Jan Richardson. She writes, She told me virgin really means a woman unto herself a whole woman, a soul mother. They still argue, Mary, about whether you are a virgin. Maybe it's never bothered me because something deep inside me knew the truth, that you were whole, that you were a woman unto yourself, that you chose freely, that you were a God-bearer. 
But if we only focus our attention on Mary and the question of the virgin birth, we completely miss the incredible good news that Mary brings to us. Two sides of the debate, and yet both agree that whatever the particular circumstances, Mary was a God-bearer. The birth story of Jesus and our own birth stories present us with the opportunity to embrace our place in the miracle of creation. Birth is the revelation of our lives as sheer gift and reminder of God's life with us and for us and in us. We too become witnesses and bearers of the truth of God and the kingdom we are called to create here on earth. And what is rarely debated is Mary's profound and unequivocal yes to God's invitation to carry out this divine mission in the world. Her beautiful song of praise that we heard read and sung proclaims her trust in a God who has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. She knew she was carrying Jesus who would turn over tables in the temple, who would proclaim that when you feed him, when you feed the hungry, you are feeding him. As she carried him safely within her womb, she knew the revolutionary nature of what was happening to her and the world through his birth. Or as Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, this song of Mary's is not the gentle, tender, dreamy Mary who we sometimes see in paintings. This song is a hard, strong, inexorable song about the power of God. Mary's strength, confidence, and sure and certain hope in God was sung for all to hear, emancipating all who felt crushed, defeated, and powerless. What Mary was saying yes to and her profound magnificat gives you a glimpse into the character of the woman God chose. This is not the meek and mild girl that Mary is so often portrayed as. She is determined, not domestic. She is free, not foolish. She is holy, not helpless. She is strong, not submissive. This decision was not made for her. She chose to say yes. And that yes took courage and boldness and grit. This is one spunky woman that God chose to mother God's redemption of the human race. Mary had the strength and the faith to step into the mess of a scandalous pregnancy. An unwed woman who was claiming she was bearing God's son. Pregnancy and birthing under any circumstance is messy. It's painful, it's exhausting, it's terrifying. And yet, she sung a resounding yes. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Meister Eckhart, a German mystic, wrote, We are all called to be mothers of God, for God is always waiting to be born. What good is it to me if this eternal birth of the divine Son takes place unceasingly, but does not take place within myself. And what good is it to me if Mary is full of grace, if I am not also full of grace? What good is it for me if the creator to give birth to his son, if I do not also give birth to him in my time and in my culture? The season of Advent is our time 
to discern and prepare for what is God, what God is asking us to birth. Are you willing to say yes? Created in God's divine image, we too are called to be God-bearers. Mary sang to Jesus, I will love you, I will serve you, my soul will magnify you. What will our Advent carol be this season? May we all sing a resounding yes. Amen. <laughs>